Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Samantha Hyde about her wedding at Paradise Cove in Orlando. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose Paradise Cove as part of her Disney wedding and honeymoon trip, and how she planned everything from the UK, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided you wanted to have your wedding at Paradise Cove. After we decided that we were going to get married in Florida, we did some searching around at different venues. Our friend got married at Cypress Grove a few years ago, but we really wanted to have that beachy, Florida, tropical feel to it. And so when we found the Paradise Cove location, we felt it gave us everything that we wanted with the with the beach and the lake and with the beautiful trees, with the, the dangling flowers and leaves. But it was right close to Disney as well. So we could still bring a Disney element to our day, which was what we wanted to do. So that was how we ended up with Paradise Cove. That's great. And did you ever consider doing a Disney Memories or Escape Collection event, or did they just not really fit what you were picturing? Yeah, they didn't really. And we felt that the expense was a, was a big consideration for us. Right. Because we, we started looking at them and pricing them up, and uh, it kind of then we'd have to cut all of the other things out of what we wanted to do, and we felt we were compromising too much to actually do it in Disney. Right. And then you also got to incorporate Disney in a lot of unique ways with your Paradise Cove ceremony. We did. For starters, we had some Disney music as played on the steel drums. So that uh, gave us a bit of a Disney feel while we were there. And then after the ceremony, then we went to the Polynesian Resort and had a family meal at Ohana. After all, it means family. And then we also went for a fireworks cruise to Epcot to watch the Illuminations fireworks. That's fantastic. So 
So how did your guests react when they found out that not only was your wedding going to be out of the country, it was going to be in Orlando? We got some mixed reactions. Some people were very excited. Some others a bit apprehensive about travel, the distance and the expense. But we kind of had already had a trip planned before the wedding. And we were hoping to go with some friends, but they weren't able to come. And so when they said they were planning a trip for the following year, we turned around and said, well, hey, let's move our trip. And how about we get married while we're there? And so that was how it kind of came about that we were going to get married in Florida. And then after that, we started inviting various family and friends and people said they would come. So That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many made the trip? So the invite list was quite big to start with um, because Mark's family is quite large. He's one of five but unfortunately, none of his family were able to make the trip. So in the end, there was my mom, my sister, her partner and their kids and some friends. So in total, there were 16 guests plus myself, Mark and our two boys. Oh, that's a good manageable group. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there, were, there was five of them that were a bit last minute that we didn't know about until about six months before the wedding, which sounds a long time, but everybody else had committed sort of 12, 18 months before. Got it. So you had to plan this all the way from the United Kingdom. Did you work with a wedding planner or a coordinator at Paradise Cove? Yeah, we actually used Elegant Weddings of Orlando, so Helen Ronchetti. We found those details primarily through the um, UK Disney Brides group on Facebook which, to be honest, was my go-to place for recommendations and information on the different vendors that were available to us to find. So that was where we found our information. But primarily, we booked a package through Elegant Weddings. So they sorted out the majority of the outside vendors, with the exception of the, the photographer. And then I arranged my own dress steaming as well. Okay, got it. And then how did you coordinate details like what you wanted your bouquet to look like and whether you were going to do a cake? We did it mainly over email, but what I did was I used Pinterest a lot and and Google to find images of things that I like, things that I wanted, and then sent those images over to Helen and said, this is kind of where we're thinking, this is the theme, I'd like flowers on the arbor to look like this or the cake to be this colour. And then she was able to come back to me then with details from the outside vendors as to whether they were going to be able to do that or not. So it was quite a bit of to-in and fro-in with emails and pictures, but we, we got there in the end and felt confident being so far away that she was going to be able to put in place what we were wanting. That's fantastic. Did she also help you plan the meal at Ohana or the fireworks cruise? We did all that ourselves. So... The meal we booked as just a standard advanced dining reservation, really. I was finger on the trigger uh, 180 days out and was able to book the table. Upfront was only able to book a table for 10 people online. And then as soon as the phone lines opened, then I phoned up and asked if they would be able to make the table bigger to accommodate all of the guests. And the person that I spoke with on dining reservations was so helpful and was able to link two reservations together for the different numbers of people. So we had no issues with that whatsoever. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah. And then the fireworks cruise was the same. Again, we just 
book that with the same person over the phone through the reservations line uh, and they sorted all of that out for us. Oh, that's great. So the same person could help you do both things. They did, yeah. So you probably needed multiple boats for a party your size. We did. We got away with using two boats because, I mean, I think they say they hold up to sort of 10, 11 at a push. But because a couple of the children were so small, they allowed us to have 22 across two pontoons. So we were able to have the photographers with us to take some photos. That's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? I'm just trying to think about when it started in the morning. I think it was about eight o'clock. A hair and makeup lady came. So I was with, uh, with her for about an hour and a half. Photographers came as well. Then they were taking pictures of us all while we were getting ready. Um, the bridesmaids were all helping get the little ones dressed. After that, then, we went downstairs and outside about half past 11, I think it was, about quarter past 11, for some photographs just in the grounds because we were staying at Port Orleans Resort. So there were some nice places to capture some pictures. And then we caught the limousine then to Paradise Cove. The ceremony was at 12. And so we had a two-hour slot then at Paradise Cove for the ceremony and, and some cake and champagne afterwards and photos. And then we went from there then to the Polynesian. Our reservation was straight pretty much when they opened Ohana. So it was at 25 to 4. So people had a little drink in the bar outside the restaurant. And we were just talking about the, about the ceremony, about the day. And the children were all playing together. So that was very, very nice to see. And then we ate the meal. And we went downstairs then to Trader Sam's for some legendary cocktails before heading over to the Yacht Club then to catch our cruise. That sounds great. Now, when you were planning, what were the two or three most important aspects where you decided you were going to focus your attention or your budget? The first one, I think, was what we did afterwards because we knew we'd got the ceremony for the two hours at Paradise Cove. But then we also knew we wanted to make the most of the experience and the emotion that you get from the Disney fireworks. So we got to try to figure out how we were going to fill that gap in between doing the fireworks cruise. And so we spent a lot of time looking at the different restaurants and locations. I mean, we did have a little issue with where we ended up doing the fireworks cruise. It wasn't the original plan, but we made it work in the end. So we then figured that having a sort of early dinner at Ohana would, um, with it being a family style, that we, we were a bit free, I suppose, to some extent as to how long we could have the table for. And then it gave us enough time then to be able to have a meal, sit, enjoy the surroundings, have drinks before we moved on to uh, the Yacht Club then for the, the fireworks cruise. Then the second one was... I suppose this is more of a girly thing, really. <laughs> Coordinating the colour scheme and the theme. With going to Florida, it's very bright, it's tropical, it's happy, it's sunny. And so we wanted the colour scheme to reflect that. So we went for, like, aquas and fuchsia pinks and mint greens and, and we picked really tropical flowers. So over here in the UK, when our wedding was in November and December, we had to buy all of the the bridesmaid dresses and find what we want in the summer in the spring when all of those nice colorful colors were available so that obviously took quite a bit of 
planning and coordinating very in advance of the day. And then that leads, I suppose, into the, the last one, which really was the photos, that they're kind of like your... Although you've got your living memory, obviously, of the day as you remember it in your memory, but those are the things that you look at every day that make you think about it and pick up all on all the little things that the photographers see and take photos of. So for us, yeah, getting the right photography team was really important too. And then were there aspects that were less important where you saved some money or your time? I think there's things in hindsight that we wished we'd maybe could have saved some money on if we hadn't thought about it. I think we added additional costs by the way that we wanted the cake. And in hindsight, we didn't need to do that. The cake that we would have had as part of the package would have been more than fine for from the day. We also added on additional costs by dressing the arbor, which again, we didn't need to do. It was such a pretty surroundings anyway so we could have saved some money with that and and then we completely forgot they were even there and didn't even see them when we left so again I think that was a a detail that wasn't necessarily needed and we went to great lengths to do because I mean the thought process and the thought behind it was really nice that our guests had traveled so far to come and be with us and celebrate on their day that what we wanted to do was to give them some nice gifts. And so we spent quite a large amount of money doing gift bags for every family and then for the bridesmaids. And and whilst they were very grateful, they said themselves we didn't need to have gone to the expense that we did. So those are just a couple of things, really, I think, where we could have saved some money and perhaps saved some time and effort. That's interesting. Those are really good tips. What ended up being your favourite memory of the wedding day? I think seeing everybody at Ohana's after the ceremony, the ceremony, don't get me wrong, was beautiful, but we had so much fun and everybody just, I think, breaking bread, I suppose is the way to say it. Everybody has the best time eating food, drinking, talking, and we really did have such a lovely time. But perhaps the funniest memory that I have of the day was kind of came from the thing that went a little bit wrong. We originally had wanted a fireworks cruise at Magic Kingdom and it turned out that we couldn't have that. Although we'd booked one, uh, they actually cancelled fireworks for Magic Kingdom and they told us only four weeks before we flew out, four to six weeks before we flew out, that they were no longer fireworks. So we had to then figure out how we got 20 people from the Polynesian to the Yacht Club for an alternative fireworks cruise obviously not having budgeted for transporting everyone. And they told us to to use the Disney transport, which we decided would be quite funny with wedding dresses on and wedding attire to be on the monorail. <laughs> so we have uh, quite a very funny selfie of us all on the monorail in all of our wedding finery, travelling from uh, the Polynesian over to the Epcot station to then get taxis from the monorail ticket and transport centre to get to the Yacht Club. <laughs> So it was quite good. That's interesting. But they were able to rebook you onto an Illuminations cruise with no problem? They were, yes. I mean, they were very helpful in doing that. Don't get me wrong, we were so disappointed. I mean, it seemed appropriate with Happily Ever After being the new fireworks show that that would be for the wedding on the wedding day. And we were a little disappointed that the time frame we were told about it was quite short, seeing as 
I believe it was closed for cast members. So it was a cast member appreciation evening. And it's the one and only day of the year when there were no fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Wow. And it just so happened that it was that day. But at the time, we were still able to book the cruise for that day. And so it was four to six weeks before. But they were very helpful in, in moving it over and there was no issues. So from that perspective, you know, Disney were really helpful and great. It was just for us a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. Yeah. Now, was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or was stressing you out beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I guess it was the whole distance thing, really, and not actually being able to speak to somebody face to face or present your own ideas to them, you know, verbally. I suppose that seemed quite a big thing to start with. But the more and more that we communicated with Helen over the phone and over email, she put us very much at ease and and in the end we got everything that we wanted and we were more than happy with how the day went. So don't worry about it, ladies. They know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to hear. So do you have any tips for someone considering a Paradise Cove event or maybe adding a fireworks cruise or even just a large group meal? Definitely be, for the meal at least, if you know you want to just book a normal reservation in a restaurant, you know, don't wait at the 180-day mark be on the button and be on the phone to secure your reservation. I think the one thing to be aware of with large groups, I think they do like to get them at the beginning of service. They certainly seem to like to do that at Ohana. So you might not get the time slot that you originally want if you're thinking you might want a five, six o'clock sitting, but don't write it off just because of that. You can spread your day out to still fit around the time frame that they give you. So try and not get too fixed on a time slot, I guess is the big one with a meal. With the fireworks cruise, the illuminations were beautiful. So if you can't get the Magic Kingdom and Happily Ever After, illuminations are just as nice and they still give you that same warm, fuzzy feeling as you do from Happily Ever After. So don't be put off if you can't get Happily Ever After. The Paradise Cove, I think it's think about what's important to you in the ceremony when it comes to adding on and upgrading things, because obviously there are various different companies that offer different packages and they all have upgrade things. So don't just do it for the sake of it. Make sure it's something that's really important to you. As I said, the flowers on the arbor, we barely noticed them. And the cake, in the end, the cake would have tasted just as nice whether it was decorated in the way we wanted it or whether it was the plain one. And so again, it's adding in extra cost that we didn't need to. So I think it's focus on the things that are important to you about the ceremony in the day and don't get too distracted by all of the upgrade options if you're on a budget and you're trying to keep things to within that budget. These are great tips. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? I don't have anything online to read about it, but I do have my wedding album as a public album on my Facebook. So if people want to see the photos that the Arnott's taken, whether they want to see that as a sample of their work or just have a look at the day and what we did, they're all available on Facebook. That's great. And I will put a slideshow of those photos in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Thank you. 
Well, Samantha, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. I think this is going to be really helpful for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding at Paradise Cove or any place off property and then tying in Disney elements the way you did. So I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. No, thank you, Carrie, for speaking to me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.